My name is Jablani Masilela and welcome to Be the Change with Jabu podcast. Now I'm a firm believer that whatever social ills or injustices that you see in your very own nation, country, community, society, be it church, workplace or otherwise, that you ought to be that very change. You ought to be that quintessential example of the very change that you desire to see in your community. Now on this podcast you will learn not only from myself but various guests as well who are being about that change, who are the advocates of that very change they wish to see in their living space. Ladies and gentlemen, I have for you today a really special guest, a man affectionately known as Chiridzi the coach Radari. I am so thrilled and excited to have him on our show today simply because the man is a life coach and a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. Part of what he does and his business model is that he facilitates relationships whether it be in a work environment, a family setting and otherwise etc etc. And also most importantly is he facilitates the types of relationships that parents have with their children and children with their parents and identifies effective ways of parenting mr radari welcome and how are you today i'm very well and yourself jabu i am fantastic thank you and i want to thank you once again uh for agreeing to this conversation you know and this interview because i truly believe you have a lot to offer and the reason i say that is because i've met a lot of coaches or i've seen a lot of coaches but i was particularly interested and really intrigued by a relationship coach and also one who focuses in effective parenting now i know a lot of coaches but ones that are within what you actually specialize in i don't know many okay and that's part of the reason why i've i decided to really invite you because i believe these conversations are really crucial and thank you once again for accepting the in- invitation now you're most welcome you're most welcome uh, jabu okay so maybe just to um break the ice a little bit you know i i know a little bit about you but i think for the sake of also educating our audience here could you maybe please just give a little background and back story of who you are and where you're from and what you're about please okay um yeah i'll try to make it as brief because i do believe that uh, the story is quite long um yeah so chilizi born and bred in vuani in limpopo uh that's just outside uh the famous town of Toyando so that's where i was uh brought up and uh, did my you know uh, entry primary school and also my high school there and uh until 2001 when i left and i went to bulukwane um fast forward 2003 i joined the railways you you will understand that the only qualification that i mentioned there is that i have time metric so there was no opportunity for tertiary education then 
So just a gap year from my metric. And then 2003, I was privileged to be an employee at the railways, uh, Transnet, from 2003 all the way until 2017. So that was 14 years of service in the railways. The one good thing is that I grew up the ranks um, during that uh, 14 years of service, uh, all the way from being a general worker, um, being a supervisor, being a junior manager. And by the time I left in 2017, I was basically one of the youngest uh, operations manager within uh, Transnet. And that's when I beat them farewell uh, because at that point I felt that I had served my purpose and I had to go you know, realize my personal purpose. And that's where I am today. Uh, so 2017, when I left, I took uh, again another break for some few months until I pursued life coaching um, as a qualification, uh, went to the training, uh, got certified, and then until I got qualified after I had served, you know, my time in terms of assisting people. And 2018, that's when I set up my own practice as a life coach and NLP practitioner. And until early this year, where I now took uh, the direction, you know, I found my niche. That's when I now branched into not just being a generic life coach, because as a life coach, you know, one focuses on all issues of life. So it was only uh, earlier this year where I decided, you know what, let me go and, and, and start serving you know, towards my niche, that was basically because of my own life experiences. So that's where the relationship coach came in and also the effective parenting focus came in. And also the third part, it's now the issue of life purpose coaching, which I also got accredited through the Transformation uh, uh, um, uh, College, which is an online college. So, yeah, I also got an accreditation to assist people, you know, to realize their life purpose. So in brief, I think that's uh, just Chilizi, uh, a married man to one wife. Uh, that is against popular belief that as a vendor man, one you know, would be believed to have more than one. So I am happily married to one wife. And uh, we have been blessed um, with a three-year-old daughter. And yeah, the Lord has been good since then. Wow, Chilizi. You, had, you have had a really, really um, interesting journey and you know thank you so much for sharing that with us and also i like the fact that you you are highlighting the fact that you you have only one wife <laughs> don't yes. worry i i think me along with the, our audience i don't think we um we had it in our minds that you would probably have two wives so it's it's okay <laughs> you're safe you're yeah. safe no so it, you know i there's a lot of interesting points that you've mentioned in your journey so far and who you are and how you came to arrive to a point where you are today, you know, and I'd like yeah. to find out from you really, what is there any specific uh, problem in society that you would say you saw and felt the need that you had to uh live out your purpose in the manner that you've described. Is there any specific societal ill or problem that you've seen in society that may have inspired or led you to starting your own business model and what you do? Most definitely, Jabu. And I will just pinpoint the three areas that I am focusing on with my coaching. So the first one, it would be the issue of life purpose. 
um, from my own personal experience, um, one would say uh, being a young man, um, you know, growing up and going to school, the l one thing you have in mind is that after my metric, I want to see myself going to tertiary to study towards a specific field and then get myself a job and then life starts, you know, you know, shaping up and all that. But how my life unfolded for me to move from a metric uh, qualification and all of a sudden I jump into the job, you know, industry, into the work environment and having to grow within an organization and reaching the heights that many would say, um, you know, only when one has a tertiary qualification, that's when they're able to can do that. That was the first point where I realized that, you know what, I need to go back and take the learnings from my own experience to say, not that when people have got an opportunity to go to tertiary, they should disregard it and say, if Coach Chilid managed to do it without a tertiary qualification, therefore I can do it. No, this is mainly for those who might have a path that is crafted like mine somehow and not have the privilege to go to tertiary to say life can still be shaped and purpose there is purpose from a life that is outside the norm. You know, what others would believe as the norm to say, you go to primary, go to secondary, go to tertiary, then get a job. So yeah. to go and address that belief that society has, I had now to embark on a journey of being a life purpose coach. So that is the first part. So the second part now kicks in into the effective parenting which in our society would believe that an effective parenting would constitute of a family that somehow we believe it's a normal or perfect family when it has got both a father and a mother mm -hmm. contributing towards the upbringing of a child. Now, I come from a background that is more of a polygamous setup where my father had more than one wife. And as kids growing up, you know that some of the privileges you would have wished for uh, they had to be scattered around all the kids that exist in that family setup. And therefore, there were times where it's only a few moments that I can recall of having my father physically around at a home environment. So that in itself, for a boy child, you know, it, it raises a lot of concerns to say, who is there for me to look up to, to become a man? Where do I go in order of in, in order for me to can be able to look up to and take lessons of how to become a man who is acceptable in society, who can build a family setup that is acceptable as well. So without that, I did not allow that kind of a setup to make me not to want to have a family where I can be a father to my children in a way that I'm not just there physically, but I am contributing to their upbringing. Hence, today, I can say that without a shadow of a doubt that the kind of life that I have as a parent to my daughter, I am more involved in such a way that the belief that is out there to say, you know, a, a girl child is more closer to the mother because she has to, you know, take some steps of becoming a woman from the mother. I have come to believe that even psychologically for my daughter to become one day a kind of wife she has to be to her husband when God allows it to happen later in life. She would have learned that there is a masculinity kind of love that comes with no conditions attached and that comes from a father. 
So hence, I have decided to be that kind of a father to my daughter. And beyond that, I'll assist other people to create this effective parenting. So in, in my approach in this coaching of effective parenting, I am focusing on building that tight relationship between fathers and daughters and mothers and sons. Because against society belief or societal beliefs is that a boy has to have a direct relationship with the father and a girl has to have a direct relationship with the mother. So I decided to go cross-functional to say, let's not now take away the fact that fathers has to be in their daughter's lives contributing. Because if we are talking of the very same social ills that we see today where girls would resort to having sugar daddies, as we call them, in most cases, these young girls are not going there for the money. They are going there for the absent masculinity love that she was supposed to have been there in their upbringing. Hence, you will realize they go for the elder masculinity. They don't go to you know, guys of their age. They go to those people who are older than them because for them, that gap, that void still exists and it has to be filled up at some point. So that is the second part of the effective part. And lastly, now on the relationship part, I've had my journey. Um, you, you might have heard when I said earlier, uh, I am a married man to one wife, mm -hmm. but my yes. journey of relationships, it was not as perfect as one would expect, you know, to hear from me to say, um, I just started having a girlfriend and then that was it. We got married. No, I had my own journey where I've had relationships that failed. And looking at relationships that failed, one can easily be tempted to point out and say only the other party was wrong. But after having gone through life coaching training itself, I have learned to go back to my own failed or unsuccessful relationships and found my own faults be able to man up and own those mistakes that I contributed because one of the beliefs or one of the mottos that I live by is that nothing ever happens to me without me. So I had to go back and revisit those relationships and looking not only at who did what wrong, but looking at myself to say, what had I contributed towards the relationship for it to be unsuccessful? And even if it means being ignorant or being not in the know it's it's my contribution i did not know that was my contribution why the relationship did not work out and at the end of the day now this is why today i have built now a material that i assist people is called build to last that is for relationships to assist people to build relationships that last so it looks at initially what are the intentions of one wanting to be in a relationship it starts there and then we check what are the issues that one needs to consider before entering into a relationship. And these are crises that you and I can agree, Jabu, that in our today's life, we have a lot of young people who have even said marriage is overrated. Mm. Umjolo will show you flames. Those are things that young people would say. Why? Because they have had experiences that they were not expecting. And for me, it's to go back also to the media, how it portrays relationships. And I always try to bring this reality to young people to say, what you see on the screen of a perfect relationship, that's what the person who wrote the script decided to show you. They did not decide to show you a full picture of what a relationship is. Today, even when you look at me as a relationship coach and say, I admire his relationship, I admire his marriage. It's because of what you see, because I've decided to show you. 
I didn't show you that there are days where me and my wife look at each other and have a conversation where we disagree on certain things, mm -hmm. where her opinions override my opinion as a man. And I have to be okay with it because in a relationship, it's not about my gender, but it's about two people meeting up at a point of compromise. That's what makes a healthy relationship. That is why I don't preach perfect relationships. I preach healthy relationships. Perfect relationships are the ones that don't have dents. Everything is hunky-dory. When <laughs> I am thinking chicken tonight, my wife says, I was about to say chicken as well, lovey. And tomorrow I say beef. She says exactly what I wanted to say. That is a perfect relationship and of which you and I will agree that it does not exist. Yeah, no. Only, only healthy relationship exists where even with challenges, we play the ball and not the men. We tackle the challenge and we still move on. I think um, I've done justice to to the question. No, you you've hit the nail on the coffin. You've actually, you know, brought me to a realization as well, because on you touched on a very sensitive point there, and and especially when it comes to parenting. So I'm a married man myself, and however, no children yet. So okay. I, I have I have to ask you this, Chidiz, and because this is something that is of a concern to me in my observation in how the youth today, you know, go about life. And you've touched on some of the points, but specifically, I want to mention or ask rather that what would you say? What do you say to those parents who, for example, because of this digital age that we live in today, I, I see yeah. so many of our youth spend so much time either on tablets, on iPads, on cell phone devices, on a lot of video games, if you will, you know, on a lot of activity that is not human interaction, if you will. What's, yeah. what's your take on that? How, how does a parent, for example, someone who may be listening on here who's a parent or maybe will become a parent, how do you, what can you say to that and how, how can it be addressed? Uh, it, it's a very sensitive matter. And, and as you were asking it, somehow I was becoming emotional because I'm reminded of what led me to this journey of focusing on effective parenting but however let me answer it this way um in in my own writings um you know i'm not yet a published author but i i share a lot of quotes on a daily basis on my social media platforms and i'm reminded of one uh, uh post that i shared where i said if you're looking at parenting today parenting is a deliberate act it's not something that happens automatically it's something that one must be deliberate about. The reason being that if you are not being deliberate about being a parent to your children today, trust me, something or someone is doing the parenting for you. Mm -hmm. And the question would be, if I am trusting my children or my child with something or someone to parent them, will I be ready to deal with the consequences that comes with this kind of, of, of beliefs that are being instilled in my children. Today, you will be surprised or you are not surprised when kids 
seem to be rebellious towards their parents. Why? Because there are no values or beliefs that are being instilled by the parent. However, the gadgets are instilling those beliefs to the kids. Mm. And now your child becomes a, a total stranger to you. So the only way to can assist parents is that be deliberate. Today's life, whether we like it or not, it's busy. The same 24 hours we grew up having, it feels now like it's too little. But in your own busyness, if you deliberately set outside five minutes of your time, I'm not saying much, five minutes of your time in a day to deliberately come back home, even you as a parent, because these kids are not learning these things anywhere else. They see us as parents coming back home, still opening up our laptops even after four o'clock, continuing to work and all that. So they also resort to these gadgets to parent them. So if you deliberately come back home, put away your gadgets and say, I'm going to have a conversation with my son. I'm going to have a conversation with my daughter. Nothing much, but just to say to my daughter, how was your day? How was school? How was preschool? How, what games did you play? What is it that you enjoyed? Is there anything that disturbed your day? And all that. If I deliberately have that conversation, I am also creating a platform for my child who, when tomorrow she or he encounters challenging issues out there, they will feel that my daddy, my mommy, creates a platform for me to talk to them. I don't want to be surprised by things happening to my child. I don't want to be surprised by little things that my child is interested in. I am supposed to know that. I'm supposed to pick it up only when I'm deliberate about it. So even creating time to say, on a Saturday, let me put everything aside. Let me have a walk with my daughter around the block. Let me get to understand and even listening to them, you know, let me have an active listening moment where I put everything aside and say to my daughter, to my son, let's talk. What is it that you want to tell me? Even those silly stuff that kids would normally talk about, you will be surprised that if tomorrow you want to ask me, where do you see your child going in terms of her purpose or of her career? I will be able to pinpoint because I have those deliberate moments where I choose to put everything aside and listen to her, even as she plays. I observe her to say, this is where my daughter, this is where my son's passion lies. Then, therefore, I can be able to guide them. Tomorrow, if she comes and says, I want to be a fashion designer, I'm not going to be frustrated. Why? Because I have been observing her. So it, it's a challenging thing for us as parents. What our children are turning out to be, we cannot say we blame it on anything or anyone. We have created that platform. We have created that void for these other things to take over the parenting. You know, that's, um, yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a very uh, sensitive subject. And I think one that is very crucial. I, I'm glad we're having this conversation and that we can be able to put out a message of hope out there that if there's anything that I took from what you just shared with us is that we cannot possibly allow these gadgets or friends, if you will, or whoever that our children spends time with the most to be the ones that yeah. are doing the parenting. We have to assume that role. We have to be deliberate in being involved and being fully present, you know, as parents. Sure. And, you know, you, you just, as you were sharing that, I just thought of a, an experience that I had with my own little brother. 
who basically he resides in Gauteng and he came down to Durban to have a visit with us. And I couldn't help but notice how consumed he was in just being on the phone the entire time. And that ability to connect with people and just have a conversation and just talk to someone, that ability is somewhat hampered. It's somewhat flawed because there's no people skills there or rather there should be, you know, there's room for improvement in terms of how he interacts with people and connects with people. And I think that's a very, very basic and and fundamental thing for for all of us, not even only children, but for all of us to be able to have, to be ability, Uh, you know, to hmm. strike a conversation. No, it's true. I think just to add on what you're saying, it, it comes back to what I said. Life has suddenly become too busy nowadays. And if there's one thing that I look at that contributes in all spheres of our lives, whether relationships, parenting, even our jobs, our careers and all that, is that many houses, and I'm saying houses, um, you know, referring figuratively so to us as human beings, the lights are on, but there's nobody home. (laughs) We are so much absent from self. If there's one thing that is more expensive nowadays, don't think it's your uh, uh, admired uh, expensive watch or that item that you can purchase. The one most costly thing right now, the most expensive thing is being present with self. People are no longer present with self. We are not even picking up little things about ourselves. Therefore, how much more are we expected to pick up things about the next person? either being your partner, your wife, your child, your colleague, your boss at work, how are you expected to pick those things up if you are failing to be present with self? <laughs> no, that's a that's a very crucial point. You know, you just inspired a thought right now about, I've noticed, I don't know if you, you have observed this as well, that far, far too often, a lot of people tend to know more about other people's life than they actually do their own because they're Most looking, you know they're looking at you know that celebrity and that person or that friend or that that individual that they look up to but i think yeah. you you really honed in very well on this topic and in fact on the fact that there's actually much need for one to come would come to be at one with themselves and know sure. yourself and understand you know what why is it important for you to have a good relationship with self and for it to translate into a good relationship and associations with others as well that's true that's true Jabu. so but you know before we let you go mr Radari, I just wanted to ask, do you have any, perhaps any final departing words of counsel? Um, yeah, it, you know, after after such a conversation and already, because I know that time flies whenever one is having fun, um, they, these are conversations that I personally enjoy having. 
And I think in parting, I, I can just share to say, even in times such as this, I think the pandemic itself, as much as we might hate what it has cost, um, you know, the loved ones, it has stolen from us and all the negative impacts, you know, and effects it had on life. If there's one thing that the pandemic has taught us, or even myself, is that at some point in one's life, we must learn to press the pause or the restart button. Because I believe that life itself, like I said earlier, has been going too fast for us to catch up with. So much that, also taking from what you said, it's true that a lot of people nowadays, they know far too much about the next person, but they fail to know themselves. If you go now back to a simple job interview and ask someone, tell me about yourself, they don't even know where to start. Not because there's too much to say, but because they have no idea. These are questions I ask even in a session with people on coaching to say, but who are you? How would you describe yourself? And guess what? Mm -hmm. These are penny drop moments where people, literally, I see them even physically to, to see that this person has paused literally to say, wow. Are you asking me who I am? And sometimes you're asking this question to a Jabulani whom you know. This is a strategist. This is a coach who does want to travel. But the moment you say to him, who are you, Jabu? Because now I'm not asking your name. I'm asking the fact that I'm trying to remind you or to switch on that light that says, before you forget everything, you are here on earth with a purpose and for a purpose. So those are the words I am leaving our audience with to say, before you chase any other miracle, don't forget the miracle that you are. I'm not talking religion. I'm talking all those things that you so wish to have. Before you chase them and you see them as miracles, don't forget that you yourself, you're a miracle. Therefore, rem be reminded that you are in this world for a purpose, with a purpose. So you've got two purposes to serve the reason why you are here and also the reason for your existence. Others, when you depart, they should be able to say, there was once a man, there was once a woman who lived. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't make it in those Guinness books of record, but someone should be able to say, in my lifetime, I met a man, I met a woman who had so much value that assisted me to realize my own value. And I think that's where we will leave it for tonight. You know, Chirezi, you are indeed being about the change that you desire to see in your living space, in your life. And I want to thank you once again, you know, for joining us here on this podcast. You've added so much value and you've given not only myself, but I know our audience who's listening here a lot to think about a lot to review and a lot of introspection as well, I must say. And thank you so much once again, before we let you go, where and how can people get in touch with you, Chiritsi? Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm very active on, on social media platforms, um, mainly on Facebook. If people can just go and check Chiritsi Dari, that's my personal account. And also the page, it's Chiritsi Dari. There's also another page, it's Chirizi, the coach Radari. If you get any of those three accounts, just like the page or send me a request, you will see that I post 
almost the same thing on the same platform. So you cannot miss anything if you are not a direct friend with me on Facebook. By just liking a page, you will definitely get access to whatever I share. And then on Instagram is at coach underscore TC underscore Radali. So I'll repeat that one. It's at coach underscore TC underscore Radali. And then on um, uh, Twitter, it's at TC Radali. You will see me there. And uh, yeah, we can engage also. My email address is chilizi at trthecoach.co.za. And my line where you can just drop an SMS, a WhatsApp, or a direct call, it's 073-1899-513. So that is the direct line. Uh, my website right now, it's still under reconstruction because I wanted to meet all the requirements, you know, and uh, up-to-date, you know, desires from our fellow uh, clients out there. So those are areas where people can get in touch with me and I'm definitely available to can assist. Fantastic. Thank you so much once again, Chiridzi. It was a great pleasure to have this conversation with you. And I hope this is the start of many more conversations to come and even other associations, you know, because I, I believe we all have a social responsibility to serve our nation, our country, our society in one way, shape or form. Thank you once again and enjoy yourself. Take care. I'm Jablan Masilela and you've been listening to Be The Change With Jabu podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate this podcast and also to leave us a review and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at jabu underscore coach and on Facebook at Jablani C. Masilela. Thank you for listening.